A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Seger Designs makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sits a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska Starting with our COO and our creative director, Richard Fitzwell. Welcome to the Church of the Corn. My name is Richard Fitzwell. You can follow me on Twitter at corn underscore Huskers for nothing insightful, nothing that's probably accurate. Uh, A lot of retweets from a pretty good circle of other Husker fanatics and just bleeding big red. A lot of shit posting there from the Richard Fitzwell account. I am your CFO and your marketing coordinator, Drake. You can follow me at Drake before Degrassi for a lot more shit posting. Also, to my right, the man, the brains behind the operations, your poor man's macho man slash not poor man's Matt Davison, our CEO, the brains behind the operation. And your chief outreach officer, Zach. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Official University of Nebraska Uber driver, also at N-E-B-H-Y-P-E-M-A-N, Nebraska Hype Man. Uh, That's where you can find me at on there for just random shit. So uh, appreciate you guys all joining us, and uh, let's get after it, guys. Guest here, because we got a surprise guest. Um, our surprise guest. Well, let's let's introduce Fitz first. So, Fitz, say what's going on to everybody. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for coming back 
to our next service at Church of the Corner. Happy to have you. Yeah, we haven't Looking lost everybody to... yet. <laughs> doors, the doors are still open. We'll see how long it goes. Yeah, we may we may kick those shut though. Unfortunately, we'll see here. <laughs> Let's introduce our surprise guest. Fitz, you want to do it, or you want me to? Let's uh, let's have him introduce himself, just to maybe tease the audience for a little bit, and then he can just drop it. Oh, I like that. That's a good maybe idea. A little, little description <laughs> what he's what he's done, how how the people might know him, and and we'll see how it goes. Like a little little trivia, maybe. There you go. You can guess. Okay. Um, played for the Huskers, 2012-2016. Had a couple memorable plays that happened within. Memorial Stadium may or may not be in top 10 Husker receiving categories across the board <laughs> and can catch the ball behind his back. Um, up, <laughs> uh, Jordan West is here. I appreciate you guys having me on the, the podcast, man. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Fitz. I uh, really appreciate it. Now, we're, we're oh, so is, lucky to have our, you, man. It is our pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, before we get too far, congratulations on your uh, uh, engagement. That is exciting, I assume, and and hope the hope the best going forward. That's awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, big step in my life, Christina. You know, I love her, love her to death. Obviously, I'm looking forward to many happy years with her. Uh, it's just the start of the process, though. We've got a lot more planning to do, but uh, step one complete, and uh, we're gonna take it day by day. Well, that's awesome. We gave uh, we had. Uh, Priscilla Joseph on our first episode and we talked to, about how uh, Mickey had to recruit her and uh, I'm assuming Christina had to recruit you again so you had to go through that whole process uh, <laughs> visits, you know, get get everything, so good good for you Met, met her dad or the head coach so <laughs> well, As long as he signed off, you're good <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that's a fun process I know me and Fitz are both married so it's a fun process. Enjoy it. Uh, if you got any hair that's long like me, it will start turning gray on you. So just be prepared for that. Um, other than that, it's a pretty rewarding process. And, you know, hope for the best for you guys. And maybe down the line, we'll be able to kind of tie the knot off with everything and see how everything ends up with you with pictures and all that kind of good stuff. We're looking forward to all that. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. No problem at all. So, you know, let's just kind of chat a little bit about what you've been up to since, since uh, you know, leaving Nebraska. I know you've played a little bit of football outside of uh, Nebraska, you know, in the, in the pros. Um, right. Just tell us kind of what, what you've been up to, really. Yeah, so out of, uh, out of Nebraska, I, uh, I actually went down to Florida, and I was down there doing um, combine training. But for me, I was actually rehabbing an injury. I had, I had a knee surgery right at the end of my um, – my career in Nebraska, a real untimely injury. Um, so I, I missed that last game against Tennessee uh, in the, in the uh, Music City Bowl. But I was down at a, a place called Bomberito in sports performance. It's just, it's one of those uh, facilities that um, houses a lot of athletes that are training for the combine or pros that are in the pros that come back. They just do you know athletic performance training, um, work on their craft there. Um, so it was nice being down in Florida, beautiful weather. Um, but it was just a bummer because I wasn't able to – train for the combine or anything like that. I was just I was I was rehabbing my, my injury. Basically was doing rehab all day. Um, but I was down there with Nate Gary and Josh Banderas. Um, they were down there. We were in this kind of the same group together down there. So it was it was it was great to be around those guys, two great dudes. Um, but um yeah, so I was rehabbing my injury. I I ended up uh, getting signed free agency 
from the Miami Dolphins, I was there. I was doing very well. And then I ended up popping my hamstring because my body was just still so just uncompensated. And there's so many issues like that with compensations. And um, body was a wreck towards the end of my, my year or my, my, uh, my time in Nebraska. I, my, my senior year, I had, I had a sports hernia surgery going into the season. Um, during the season, playing against Illinois, I took a knee to my back and I fractured some of my, the bones of my spine. Oof. Um, and then uh, at the end of the, 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 my senior season, I had my, my, my knee injury where I, I'm in practice. We're getting ready for the bowl game. I did like a little reverse, receiver reverse, and I like make a move and I'm running and I just feel like something catching in my knee. They immediately take me to get an uh, x-ray and MRI and find out that I, I chipped some of the bone off of my, my actual, um, my knee, uh, within like where the two bones meet um, in my knee. So it was just a, a rough senior year. <laughs> I thought was, yeah. And uh, I, thankfully, you know, I still got, I had a you know, great career in Nebraska, still get signed free agency to the Dolphins, and I'm doing well, and it's just another injury. You know, this body just messed up. Um, my hamstring on the, op- the opposite knee I was rehabbing ends up popping in, in, the, in training camp, and again, I was doing so well. So that was, that was a real big bummer. But I was rehabbed that for several months. Had another shot in the, uh, the uh, AAF at the time. That was another uh, one of those, those pop-up leagues, but that league lasted about half a year. Um, and, uh, and then it was suspended. I, and one of their, from what I was told, like one of their big investors kind of pulled out. They didn't have the, the funding to keep the season going. And then from that XFL, um, I was in camp with the DC Defenders and did extremely well. That was awesome. And COVID, obviously, um, COVID hits and then that, that gets shut down. Um, so it's just uh, kind of a rocky end, end of uh, my time there in Nebraska. And I still, again, had a great career. I shot in the pros and it was awesome. All the, all the, that time I had in the pros and you know meeting guys, new coaches, and um, those experiences, those were all great. It was, those were all great. I just wish that my career in Nebraska ended with a little, bit, you know, a little healthier. Um, probably would have had a, a longer, a longer time in the pros if that if that were the case. But it is what it is. Um, and then, uh, you know, that, another USFL kind of a thing that pops up, and I, I, my agent reached out to me. We were talking about it, and sat down with my family, and we talked about it. And, at the, I just came down to it. at the end of the day. I just my body just so beat up, so broken, um, and I still got like my 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 shoulder. I got, I got a tear in my rotator cuff too. It's just body from <laughs> head to toe. It just it's just been clobbered. So um, I sat back and I was like, you know what, guys, I love football. I know always have a special place in my heart, but there comes a time where it's like. You got to do the smart thing. I want to be able to walk when I'm when I'm fifty, you know, and I'm kind of at the end of my Nebraska career. I was kind of headed in the wrong direction, so um, kind of backed off the USFL stuff. And then next spring, I know they're bringing back the XFL, which those two leagues are awesome. Those are such great ideas. Spring football they give guys like myself who who may have been released from NFL teams or, or didn't get the, the the coverage or the, the exposure. Um, to get into those top leagues, these leagues are helping guys like that kind of get their foot in the doorway and get back into the NFL or into the NFL um, if they you know perform well. So these leagues are fantastic. I think they're such a good uh, good idea. I'm excited to watch this. I know there's a lot of guys um, who I'll know that will be playing. I saw some of the Nebraska guys. Um, Josh Banderas got picked up. I saw I saw uh, Freedom got picked up. I'm sure there will be a couple more. Um, but those leagues are great. But, um, yeah, that's kind of my uh, football story um, outside of Nebraska, leaving Nebraska. Uh, right now, I've actually, I work at a sports chiropractor, a sports chiropractor um, in uh, Wheaton, Illinois here, and I love it. I work with athletes, 
Um, I do treatment, rehab, athletic performance training. It's awesome. I, I absolutely love it. Um, it's been a blast. And, and the, the head guy there, the, the, the head Cairo, he's, uh, he's such a great dude, Steve Major, and, and he's kind of helped me steer my career the, the, to, into that direction. And, and it's been awesome. But that's kind of what I've been up to. And obviously you guys saw it, and we just talked about I got engaged. So there's my, there's my life story for the last five years in about five minutes. <laughs> Well, I got to say, it sounds like, you know, with all the injuries and everything like that, it's it's crazy how you were able to play through them and play as well as you did with especially everything going on in your senior year. Um, yeah. The knee to the back and it, just everything. Just the most miserable injuries that you can have sounds like you had. Um, and, and you know, I was lucky enough that I didn't have major injuries when I played. Concussions were the worst thing that happened, which are still pretty rough. I didn't have anything like you had to deal with, but um, – you know, with kind of everything that you had, was there any point where there was a point of adversity where you're like, I just, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't want to put my body through it. You know, injuries happen in sports. I mean, we all know injuries happen. Um, some are worse than others. And there's guys that have been through way worse than what I went through, and they're still playing today. Um, just I think it's like more more so just recently where I'm like man I wake up and I try to like put on a sock and like it hurts my back I'm like yeah what am I doing <laughs> um, but it, it's just yeah so just like again it's like you you um USFL pops up and I, you know, I start to think like, okay okay and I'm like man I'm not even playing sports right now my body you know it doesn't feel great and I and I do a lot of stuff to kind of a lot of maintenance stuff to, to make sure that I can still do. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paralyzed over here or anything like that. I've, I've, I've had those bad injuries, and it is what it is. And some days they're achy, some days they're not. But it's just, I would really, really be bummed out if I were to pursue the USFL and something else were to happen. I, that that would be real tough. So I just, I just step back and I, I weighed all my options, and I just thought, you know, for for my health, I, I had a great career, and and. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm content. I'm very fortunate. I had a fantastic career. Um, I just don't want to. I don't want to keep putting myself in the wrong direction. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm happy right now. <laughs> For those of us that haven't gone through that that whole process, maybe you know at the university level first, and, and you know maybe higher up. How much of that falls on on you to determine whether it's just pain threshold, whether it's durability, and things like that? At what point do you? get to say, hey, I'm ready to go. You know, maybe you have to miss a couple of days practice. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can you can step out on the field. Is that just a, kind of an agreement, a conversation with you and the coaches? Yeah, it's so it's more so um, it's more so that, the, you know, the head athletic trainers, the doctors, um, they kind of they kind of lead the way with that. You talk with them, you, you just you know, weigh all the options. Hey, can my, can my injury get any worse? That's always kind of like the, the, the last okay he's good or not if i go out there can it get worse if you're injured so whatever it is we're, no okay let's go let's rock and roll um like for purpose when i when i hurt my back i i, I had those fractures and there's just you know there's like a little nod on your spine the transverse processes but i blunt, blunt trauma to that area cracked those things so it was like i mean it was a hard knee to my back and that was easily like the most painful thing that i ever felt in a in my career there, I couldn't turn or anything. I would get like uh, the shock, the nerves were all messed up, all that stuff. And I missed two games with that. And that, that was more on, on me. They, they let me kind of, Hey, your fractures, they're okay. They're nothing. They can't get any worse. 
they, and they can't move. They're not going to move. They're just like, they're, they're now that it's, there's a crack in them. They don't move or anything like that, which is fine. Um, they're like, basically, whenever you're feeling better your, and your muscles calm down, then you'll be ready to play again. And again, you talk to the doctors, you go through that whole process. I mean, they, they have your best interests in mind, right? They, they're a lot more so now than back then. Back then it was here, you know, here's a shot or here's this, here's that. And lots of lots of stuff has changed throughout my, my, my college career. Even from my freshman and sophomore year to my, my junior senior year, a lot of stuff changed within within the NCAA and what you were allowed to, to take and, and what you could do. You had to start, uh, they had the, the medical staff had to start charting every little thing they gave you before you could walk in and take an IGQ, ibuprofen. Yeah, no problem. Now my, my junior senior, that was earlier in my career. Now your junior senior, they're like, no, you've already had this. Uh, they started tracking it more. They, they got a lot safer. Because um, there, there was an issue with that. I mean, you hear stories all the time of ex-players, you know, being hooked on stuff and, and whatever might be painkillers. Uh, they really nipped that in the bud. Probably going into my, my end of my sophomore year, junior year, uh, a lot more regulations were added. Because um, I remember, man, we would pull up to the stadium and you can go um, – and if, if you were like on the on the list, if you had some sort of injury, you can get like medicine that would that would kind of help you know numb numb stuff or whatever it might be. And that, but it was allowed. You were allowed to do that. And then they they kind of nip that about okay, what are we doing? So my my junior and senior year, things got a lot stricter, which is good. Which is good. It's good. <laughs> well, that was one of the big things that I was wanted to bring up when you brought up kind of the pain, you know, the spine and everything like that with those those fractures is. We, we've all heard the stories that, hey, you, you know, old players could just walk in and say, I need X, Y, Z. They got X, Y, Z and A, B, C as well. And it's kind of crazy right. that it took so long, but the, I, I guess a overhaul of that system is a great thing, I mean, for the athlete's body. Yeah, it's, I mean, all those things are temporary fixes, right? It's all temporary. And then I'm the, I got all these ex-players or whoever it might be, and then now they're, they're, they're kind of paying for it, and their bodies are you know, they're, 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 can barely move. You know, it, it's crazy. And from my, like I said, from my freshman year there to my senior year at Nebraska, huge overhaul and change with how we did stuff. And it absolutely benefited the players. Yeah, you want to be out there. Yeah, great. Give me a shot to my shoulder, numb it up. I can play. Okay, well, guess what's not great? That next morning when you wake up and it wears off. Or five years down the road when you can't even move your shoulder anymore, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so like I said, temporary, you know, quick fixes that ultimately hurt you down the road. Um, and I'm glad that, that you know, to see those changes that NCAA takes kind of steps to, to, to help that out. Cause that, that benefits everybody. Is it, is it almost impossible? I'm thinking as, as the fan, you know, watching the game at home, that, that how many cameras are on you guys, um, the, you know, social media, everything like that. Is it virtually impossible to conceal an injury? In 2022, I mean, it just you kind of wonder, and and it, and it comes up a little bit because we've been we had a, the the conversation uh, through the media with Adrian Martinez and his jaw and and how that all came about, and you know the 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 sides were you know we wanted to keep it we wanted to keep it away so that he was protected in a way, and then you know now it's player safety and stuff like that. I mean. To, to know those types of things, you know, under the skin, a bone type of thing, yeah, those are going to – but for you as the player to conceal it, if you so chose to conceal it from the trainers or the athletic staff, because, you know, I, I can't imagine it's easy. Right. That was a tough deal with, with Adrian. Um, it just seemed like there was miscommunication and, and, and every, people just weren't on the same page. But um, it's tough. Like, for me, like, when I hurt my back, 
not many people knew that I actually fractured his bone. They just thought he took a hit to his back and probably got a, a bruise back there. Yeah. And then and then we never told anybody. And, and Coach Riley never mentioned anything. When he was the coach then, never mentioned anything about fractures. Just said, yeah, just hurt his back. We're monitoring him day to day type thing like that. No one knew that I think that's what happened. So in some regards, yeah, if people you know are doing what they're supposed to do and everyone's on the same page, normally when that stuff gets out, it's because someone thought it was okay to, to, to say it or and they just didn't know on different pages. Communication's not all there. Um, but in this day and age, it's tough. It's tough because there's always somebody who's the insider who knows something or whatever it might be. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's really is crazy. And then you got to, as like a player, you got to be careful too who you're talking to, right? Yeah. You could think that you're talking to someone who's got your back and you trust completely, but she just wants to get the scoop. And uh, so it's, um, there's a lot of little things, and it's so tough. It's really tough to kind of hide injuries. I mean, it's what's. I'm watching the Super Bowl the other day, and uh, Odell Beckham hurts his knee, and before the game's over, everyone knows what the injury is already. Like, well, how did that get out like that? It's just, it's crazy, and it's, it could be one, it could be a security guard there that overhears the doctor say on the sideline, yeah, he tore uh, his ACL, and then that's or tweeting or whatever, whatever it might be under like a fake it. I mean, it's crazy. Social media, and that's the social media part. It's, it's wild how that how that stuff works. As a staff, um, and like, you know, within the, the program, you want to keep all that stuff as hush-hush as possible uh, for many reasons. They're obviously for the privacy of the player, but you also don't want to let other teams know that you guys are hurt or what, what's going on with them. Um, but, but like you said, with social media, it's tough. It's tough. Well, and especially like you said, everybody wants to be an insider and, and, and anything that they hear that could be possibly true gets leaked. And it's like, well, you know, he did this and this. And it's like, well, no, he's walking around just fine. He, he doesn't have a broken knee like you said he did. So I don't know where you got your information from. Yeah. Here's a quick little story. I, I, I'm, I'm, I was at Nebraska at the time and I get like a, a call or a text or something, like a message. I can't remember what it was, but like there was an article put out there that I, I, got, I like passed away. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm sitting there, like, uh, like somebody. I can't remember if it was like my, my aunt or like my grandma. Like called my my mom. Like, is Jordan okay? Like, yeah, why? Well, somebody put out something in, in, in Nebraska that he passed. Away. I mean, but that's how like crazy it is that people they don't even know the full truth, but they'll just put stuff out there, and then it gets twisted. It turns. It's the same thing with injuries. You know, it's like it's just it's crazy how that stuff works. So that's why that's why you just kind of try to keep everything in house as much as possible because you don't want stuff like that spreading. So how is keeping it in in house then? How is um, your relationship with the media? Were you were you a player? Were you? I know, and I know you were you were on the podium. You were one that was speaking at press conference representing the team and 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 in Nebraska. Did you have a pretty good relationship? Did you have guys that you you trusted more than others? Not you know, name, no names being mentioned, but just who you felt com- more comfortable talking with? Yeah, I kind of had it across the board the same. I do it. Everybody kind of the same. These are, these are great people. I respect them. It's the media, though. You got to be careful. <laughs> I mean, that's like not don't trust the media, but it's just just a lot of the times they don't have your best interest in mind. They just want to get, like I said, they want to get the story. So um, again, it's no hard feeling for any of those people, and uh, I respect all of those guys. And I built great relationships with those guys, but I would never like off the record. If someone says off the record, and then I'm like, nah, <laughs> nope. Um, but um, it's just kind of how you got to be. It's got to be like that because, again, those, those those guys, the media is great, and the media in Nebraska, especially, is awesome. I love. I mean, I look forward to those press conferences Monday. But everything that I said, 
was set on those podiums in front of everybody. There was no side side combos. There was nothing like that. Um, and I had a, uh, a good idea what I could and couldn't say, right? There's some stuff you got to avoid, some stuff um, you can you can talk to, talk about. But normally we'd have a good little um, debriefing meeting with, with our coaches. Like, hey, this is what they're going to be talking about. This is what you can say. And, and Nebraska does a great job. The media relations there, they do a fantastic job. And they make sure that you're, you're not going in there um, – blindfolded you have an idea what what people are going to ask and, and, and we're prepared for it how do you how do they choose i've been curious maybe zach isn't doesn't care i don't know but how do they choose the the players that are going to go in front of the media and if you're chosen do you you know now that we've had a chance as fans to you know see hard knocks and things like that there's some guys that are really good in front of the camera there's some that are, are not right. at all um, do you have to do you volunteer? Do you get, are you asked? Are you nominated? Um, well, you know, so that was, hmm, that's a good question. I think they kind of base it off your, your, how comfortable you are when they bring it up to you. Hey, I never had an issue with it. I was, uh, you know, I was enjoyed it. I was good. Um, thought I did well. I hope I did well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just those things. It's kind of what you sign up for, you know, it's just, and then I was a captain my junior and senior year, so I, no matter what, I was going to be talking if that was after a game or Big Ten media days, um, whatever it might be. But, yeah, I, I, know, I know, too, like, they're not just going to, again, throw you into the fire. If you're not comfortable, they can they, they get a good sense of that. Hey, are you comfortable? And, um, and they, just, they just know that kind of through your personality. They're not going to throw you into a trap or anything like that. Like I said, the media relations people at Nebraska, kind of the middle, the middlemen between the actual media and, and uh, us players and stuff, they did a great job of, of – of, um, making sure we were always comfortable and, and weren't going to be thrown into the fire. That's cool. You know, one thing since you know we were talking about injuries and and you know how all that happens. There, there's a, there's a pretty impressive stat about you that you caught at least one reception in 36 straight games. I, I mean, <laughs> in in modern college football, staying healthy and all that. Number one, to be in 36 straight games. It is an accomplishment in itself, but to have at least one catch in 36 straight games is phenomenal. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, the only two games that I that I missed were, were my senior year. It was just that, that, that it was Purdue and uh, Indiana. Um, but besides that, again, like I I was good with um, for the most part throughout my career in Nebraska. I was injury free. I, I just think you know, just 36 games slot receiver in the big 10 you're getting banged around and my body just kind of wore down right? it's just that's what i what i just wear and tear wear and tear wear and tear um especially in the big 10 it's a physical conference and we all know that so it, it, it was um again fortunate to, to 36 games with the cat i mean like you said that to be able to play in all those games and, and remain healthy that's very fortunate on my part obviously it caught up to me towards the end but but uh, um i was very lucky to, to kind of have that career and then that um longevity without having an injury. Part of those 36 catches were the, you know, behind the back, which you, which you practiced earlier, you know, you had the, uh, you had the North, you had the uh, Northwestern walk off, which is just, I mean, that's in our, that's in our intro. And it just, I can, I can listen to that just as I'm driving around. It still is exciting. Um, What, what is the catch that people talk to you about the most? That when they're you know that they bring that up like what is there is there one I'm sure both of those are probably there anyway but oh, yeah but both of those both of those are probably the one and two I probably I probably get asked about the behind the back one more so um, 
I don't. I mean, I don't know what the reason is or whatever it might be. But I, the Hail Mary was earlier in my career, I guess. So I, I don't know if that made me a difference or whatever. But yeah, people just they see that behind the back catch and I was like, "How'd you do it? How'd you do it?" And I give them the same answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. No, I, so probably the behind the back catch. Um, I get asked about that um, fair amount. I'll, um, and I love talking about it. It was a crazy play. It's just one of those like one of a kind type things. It's, and that's just in you know Nebraska history, college football history. Um, you don't see many behind the back catches. So that, that was a pretty cool deal. Thank God that DB had awful hands. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the yeah. best part just tipped off, tipped back. Out <laughs> uh, the corner of my eyes, I, I, I just saw it and I just like, just, I mean, it happened so quick. I was just like, try it. Yep. It, you know, it just <laughs> Hit it right to my butt and I got two feet in and, I didn't even realize, I didn't process like that happened because I was, our office at the time was with Bo Pelini and with Tim Beck. We were up-tempo, up-tempo signals. So we were flying down the field. So I caught it, held it up, gave it the rep, and I'm running. We get lined up, snapped the ball, and I, I had like a bubble thrown me. It would have been a good play, too. I don't know why they bummed out that they blew that one dead. But um, uh, play gets flown dead, and, and people are still kind of cheering and, and kind of walked by Kenny Bell. He, like, grabs my helmet. He's like, do you realize what you just did? <laughs> and I, like, I looked up and I watched him on the someone's crowd. I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> just just watching that again today, I was showing my kids, actually, and, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk to this guy. And they're like, did he catch that? And, like, and we just keep watching it. And then you keep watching again. And when it goes to replay, because, like you said, you had another playoff, it, it was completed, to watch Bo's reaction – to the fact that they were going to review that. And then, and I'm like, okay, part of it is the fact I'm guessing he was more upset because the last play got, you know, they had to stop that last play, right? but just that momentum, you know, and, and that fire that we see, you know, is that how for you as a player, you were successful there. You were, you know, you were a starter a captain. Was that fire present from him to the players all the time? Or is it, or were we just getting small glimpses of that? Because, you know, and then as you as you mentioned before, you had two years with Riley, two years with Bo. I can't imagine there's two diametrically opposite personalities right. in the universe from playing with Bo to, to Riley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are both uh, fantastic coaches and lucky to have both of them. And it was um, obviously a bummer when Bo got fired. No one saw that coming. Um, it, it was after uh, we beat Iowa at Iowa in overtime. Well, you know, we're riding a high, and then all of a sudden we get you know. Like up to a text the next day that check your e- check your emails for information regarding head coach Bowling or whatever it was, um, and we just couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it, um, and we were having a great season. Uh, we really bummed out about that. We didn't see that coming. Uh, but yeah, Coach Bo, he always brought the energy. Always, I mean, fiery guy in your face. But the, my favorite thing about Coach Bo is he could be grilling you, he'd be in your ass, screaming at you. And then two minutes later, he has his arm around you, telling you how much he loves you. You know, so it's, he was um, um, he was awesome. And, and I had coaches like that growing up, the more you know, kind of angry guys who got in your face and let you know when you messed up. And I always preferred that because I, I like to know like when I mess up. Um, and you know, as, as a younger guy when I was there, when he got screaming at you, guess what? You didn't want to have that happen again. <laughs> You're scared to, to to make a mistake. Um, but um, I love I love Coach Bo and, and their entire staff. They were they were they were awesome, um, and it was it was unfortunate that they, that they got let go. Um, 
uh, I always ask like the what if questions. What if you know? What if they weren't? Like, well, how would my next couple of years have gone if, if they were still you know my staff throughout my entire career? There's so many um, question marks with that, but it, it ended up being you know it was what it was, and we, we had to uh, um, we had to, to kind of move on and accept Coach Riley and, and company and um, as a, as a kind of a leader on the team. Time. Going in with Coach Riley, we kind of had to have team meetings and talk about, hey, guys, we know we're pissed off. We know the situation sucks. We, we understand that. Guys. But we, we, got, we want to have a good season. We've got to accept the staff. We've got to move on, and we've got to give, the, give these new guys everything we got. I, I don't want us to continue to feel sorry for ourselves and then roll in the next season and just, just have it be a whatever season. I, no, no way. I'm not getting another year back. <laughs> we're making a count. you got to stay positive. Embrace these new coaches. Um, and, you know they brought in Keith Williams as a receiver coach, and he obviously we all know he's one of the best. He's oh yeah, one of the best. And then so I always try to look at it in the most you know the positive light. Yeah, it sucked that they were let go, but Jordan has given you an opportunity to learn from two different styles of head coaches, different style off- offensive scheme wise. Just going to increase your kind of repertoire, right? everything you know, your your arsenal of info um, on how to be a better receiver. So. I looked at it in that light, and I accepted them, accepted their teaching, and then um, was excited to, to, to have those guys um, join us, join the Huskers. And uh, you know, Riley's first year on paper, um, we were what five and seven. We still went to the bowl game, we won, but our, we were so much better than our record, and we had we we were we were like freaking thirteen points away from being like a 10, 11, 11 win. We lost to a hail mary at BYU. We lost. Overtime to Miami. We lost to Wisconsin on a field goal. Northwestern on a field goal. Uh, we beat Michigan State that year, who was ranked sixth mm-hmm. at home. Uh, we did that year. We just we were just so unlucky, so unlucky. Uh, a lot of a lot of crazy scenarios. So our team was so much better than than our record. But we make it to a, you know the bowl game and we go and we proved it. Look at this. We should. They don't think we should be in here. Okay, let's beat. We beat UCLA um, in the Foster Farms Bowl. So we had a great, and then our next year we were like top, we were top ten in the nation for. Um, and so we, we played in Wisconsin, and we should have won that game too, but they didn't call a BS pass interference call, and TJ Watt tackled me. <laughs> um, let that go, and now I'm fired up. Uh, <laughs> that was a rough. In the next game, well, we were just beat up. We went to Ohio State, and they they handled us pretty well. But uh, our teams with, with Riley, we we were good. We, we had some good teams. Um, but yeah, both both staffs were awesome. Both both different philosophies. Again, I looked at it in a positive light. Got to learn from both staffs. I love Coach Fisher. He was he was my receiver coach with Bo Keith Williams, um, receiver coach with with Riley. Tim Beck was our OC with with Pelini. and the you know he he with with Pelini and, and their staff and, and Beck and then uh, just had different philosophies. They were way more up tempo signal. Um, style offense, we were rolling fast, fast, fast. Whereas Riley and Langsdorf, OC, um, they were more pro style offense. We huddle up, we go around the play, a little bit slower pace. But both offenses were awesome. It was great to learn um, both of those style offenses because when you get to the next level, you don't get to pick what offense you want to play in. Um, you're drafted, you're signed, you just got to be able to adapt. So to, to have that kind of adversity where I had to adapt and learn different styles, and it helped me out in the long run. I mean that was that was going to be one of my questions is is not so much the uh, the staffs and everything like that. Well, I guess it does involve staffs, but 
I'm a fiery guy. I would love to play for a guy like Bo just because you, you he wears his emotions on his sleeve. He wears his heart out there. You know where you stand with him. To me, that's an important thing. I'd right. like to know if I'm getting my ass chewed out or not. Um, and then Riley, Riley, obviously the polar opposite there. Um, I, I think they, Bo obviously did succeed here. I think Riley could have succeeded here, um, given a few breaks that would have went his way. Um, kind of like what we've seen this last season. You know, you you brought up being extremely unlucky. It's something that we watched last season here. Just bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. You know, one bad thing after another that seemed to start game one and compile the entire season. Um, with what you're seeing, you know, on the on the Nebraska roster right now, um, and the and the obvious new coaching staff and everything like that, do you think? I guess how big of a uh, swing do you think this new coaching staff could have, given what they have on the roster? It's not like they're lacking talent at all. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they've been close. Real side. This past season was it was heartbreaking to watch some of the, the games. Oh, it felt like season. gut punch so- after gut punch. Right. Um, and I, I believe in Frost, and I think he's going to be able to get it done. They brought in some, some great new coaches. I know Mickey, Mickey Joseph, the receiver, I've actually known him forever. I, uh, I went to this, this receiver camp when I was like a freshman in high school um, that took place in Illinois. So I met him so, like way long ago. So if I, when I get back to Nebraska, I'm going to bring that up to him and talk to him about that because he'll think that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I know he'll remember me because I was a freshman there and the rest of the kids at the camp were seniors and I beat him in like a, a Receiver competition, catching <laughs> drill. Or so I hope he remembers that. But uh, no one's surprised here. <laughs> he's a phenomenal coach, and he's he's worked with you know great great talent at LSU. And I know he came over. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw there's a transfer from LSU that's coming over to Nebraska too, a receiver. Yep, Trey um, Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I read. Um, they've got some great additions in the offseason here. The quarterback from Texas, I know that too. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of competition in that quarterback room. They got a lot of guys in there, so. Um, that'll be good, man. That'll, that'll, that'll be real good for them and make everybody kind of step up their game and be super competitive. They've got the talent. They've, they've brought in some great new coaches. I trust Frost. I, th- I think they're, they're due for a real big year. Um, so I'm excited. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back. Uh, I know they got to the, the spring game coming up here, and there was a practice that, that I got invited to that I might be attending here in, uh, coming up here in April. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm meeting those new, new coaches, and, and it's always good catching up with Coach Frost. I'm excited. I just I want them to succeed because they're all great people and, and they're doing the right thing. They just they just got to get it done. How often do you get back down to Lincoln? Is that something you kind of just do on your own? Because um, I know there was there was a lot of as as it's gone, you know, the, even the last let's just go 22 years, even before you got there, so many changes there and in former players. And I know it's 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 a lot different now. Do you have that freedom just to kind of go in and watch if you ever wanted to as often as you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could. I, I get back normally. I try to make a practice per year and a game per year. Um, and then I normally will also come out there for the Team Jack Gala that they do. Uh, that's, it might be this weekend, actually. I, I, I can't make it this, this, uh, this year, but, um, normally we get out there a few times a year and that's, that's Team, Team Jack's awesome. That's the whole charity deal. But yeah, if I, I mean, if I, if I wanted to, I could go and I can, I can watch your practice as, as probably as much as I wanted to. Um, Coach, I mean, again, it gets, it's different, right? It's different with each staff, but Cross is a Nebraska guy, and then uh, we've got a good relationship, and he's, he's a great guy. Um, and a lot of a lot of the people there that, that were in the state, working in the stadium, whether it be with the tickets or, or um, player personnel, they're all still there, too. So you get to go back and see those guys. And it's always awesome going back. because They have so many great memories. Uh, 
from Lincoln. I loved Lincoln. Um, I love Nebraska so much. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get back, like I said, to either this practice or the, the spring game here. That's cool. I saw that your, and I, I apologize if it was last year, but I thought it was for this year too, that your, your family um, buys, whether it's a room or a, a full tables and things like that. So how did, how did your whole family get really so involved in, in such a wonderful and, a, you know, unfortunate at the same time, uh, yeah. but what they're, what they're able to do with, with that. How do you guys get all connected? Yeah. So when, we, when I, when I first got to Nebraska, my first year is when the, the team Jack kind of started to blow up and we were introduced to it. Um, first thing I ever did for team Jack was their, their, their mile run that they do in the summer. They have a nice little event. They raise money. It's always a great deal. Um, and that my freshman year there is when they had uh, Jack actually come on the field and take the handoff from Taylor. And then, I mean, one of the one of the most unforgettable moments in sports history, right there. God, that was great to watch. Yeah, awesome, awesome. But we've always um, our, our our family would try to be really charitable, and and, and um, we understand that, that there's a lot of kids out there that that are less fortunate, and we wanted to help in any way possible. Team Jack was awesome, and something we were kind of throwing it throwing into um, because they're always they would always work with Nebraska, so it was a great college. We loved Andy. Um, uh, and their entire family and everything we, we've always, I think it's for, for the past several years now. Um, again, it's just a little thing we can, whatever we can do, we try to do. Uh, my parents are very generous. They they buy like that, that VIP, the VIP room or whatever it might be. Um, uh, I think now it's been like every year for five or six years, maybe. <laughs> but it's fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you. Anything we can do help? We we love. Um, Team Jack, Andy, you know, rest his soul. I love the guy. That is so unfortunate. Um, we love, we love that family. And, uh, I, we want to do as much as we can to, to help out. And those kids deserve the world. So any way we can help, we, 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 we always will. Well, we know we're going to, as, as we go forward, we're going to try to connect with, with, with that, with some, uh, different personalities and, and, you know, through the, through the university as well. So we're, we're glad to hear that. We we are happy to uh, to do our part as well. So thank you. Good. Yeah, and 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 kind of like what Fitz was saying. Any way we can, you know, forward anything on or get the message out there for people to say, hey, here's here's how to donate. Here's how to help out. That's I mean that's that's right. the benefit of being able to do this is being able to get you on here and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm still part of the team, Jack. Or you know, here's team Jack, and here's how to help yeah. out. Um, I think those the, those causes are just incredible um it, it's amazing uh when something like that comes up it's, it's terrible about how it comes up but um it, right. it, it's such an amazing cause that the university has decided to couple themselves with i think it's phenomenal right yeah i think it's one of the one of the one of the greatest things i've ever been involved in and um it's, it's so awesome that that you know through sports um you can there's so much more than just playing the game of football or basketball or whatever it is there's you got a platform and you, you want to make the most of it. You want to be able to help out these kids or whatever, whatever cause it might be. Um, if you have that platform, always try to, to, to pick a cause, whatever that might be, what charity and, and, and help out. Cause there's, people don't realize how lucky they actually are. You know, until, until they're, they're personally going through it. So help out as much as you can. Team Jackson, awesome organization. Um, that's kind of what my family has been involved in, you know, throughout for several years now. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're great people, uh, and we love them. 
and I'm bummed that I'm going to miss the, 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 the gala this year. Um, it's always great to get there. They, they, that's such a good deal that they do, and they have all the kids come. and A lot of ex-players go to that, and coaches and, and whatnot. It's such a good deal, and um, it's always great seeing all of them. Are you connecting to the, the players giving back, and um, are you surprised with – and I shouldn't say surprised. I think some fans might be surprised. When you, when you look at what's happening with NIL, but the amount of players that are actually using that as that platform, as you referenced, to give back to charity, to, to, to provide connections, assistance, things for their community. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, we, we all look at that like, okay, they get this, 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 they get tuition, they get books, they get, you know, in your case, a lot of medical attention, unfortunately, but right, right. they get this, but now they've got this opportunity for themselves, but yet they're giving it back. Is that, is, yeah, it a, is it a surprise or did you kind of see that that's probably how it was going to be used? That, I mean, there's, there's so many good things. There's the NIL, there's a lot of great stuff. There's some bad stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's everyone has their own opinion on it, whatever that be. But every person who, who is benefiting from that, they they kind of have their own situation. Some of those guys might need that money to help support their families. Other guys are more, might be a little bit more fortunate. And they'll give it back to the community, and that's awesome. That's awesome. But everybody has their own situation, and, and that's personal to them. But it's awesome to see guys do spending it like that. You know, hey, I'm lucky here, and, and I'm very fortunate, and, and I don't need this. I'm going to give it back to the, the community, give it back to charity, rather than go buy the new Xbox or whatever it might be. <laughs> it's just great. It's great to see them make that choice and give back. Because trust me, there's people that that can that need that money, that need help. Um, and it's awesome to see guys give back. What do you think kind of the, where do you think NIL is going to settle in the next year, two, three years? Is it something you think is going to be for the long haul? Is it, I mean, I don't think it can go away, but as far as legislation and, 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 and quality control, things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm a little biased because I'm pissed off that I didn't benefit from it. <laughs> I, I was working. I was working that angle. I, I didn't know. I was working it, though. Um, no, it's, again, it's, there's so much money that gets generated in, in, in college athletics. So I, I mean, it, it makes sense that, that the players that, that, that are helping generate this money get a piece of the pie. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I, I think I saw, but I think there should be a certain point where it's like, okay, that, that, that's enough. And I think I saw like a, ba- like a backup at Alabama who hasn't even played it down and has already made over like a million bucks or something like that. And this, that's just crazy. That's crazy. I think it could have a, a negative effect on college athletics where now when I'm getting recruited, I don't really care if the school I'm going to is good or not or whatever it might be. I just want to go to where I'm going to be able to get paid the most money. And I think that could, that could ruin, that could hurt college football in a sense. Um, but again, there's so many, there's so many positives, some negatives. It just, it is what it is. And, and I look at it like, like we were just talking about it. And I like to see the guys that they, they get that money and if they can give it back, you know, give back a charity, help out any way you can. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, a long winding process and road with NIL. It's kind of crazy how it's evolved so quickly. It's, it's like a bomb going off. I mean, it literally just nothing to everything all and you hear about a couple million dollar deals signed and it's like hey good on that kid for making his money um there's actually a local kid down in lincoln uh, malachi coleman 
who's doing a great cause um, just because of his story. If you haven't gotten a chance to hear it, it's awesome story um, basically about the foster system and how he's giving back right now. So he's doing some awesome things with some NIL money that he's got coming his direction, which absolutely phenomenal. He's got a, you know, great following behind him. Um, I've only got really one question left for you. Um, and then if Fitz has okay. anything, you were in a room with uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. and Quincy Anunwa when you're a wide receiver at Nebraska. And you were going against some great defenders on that defensive side of the ball under Bo. What were those practices like? I mean, that that had to be just at each other's throats the entire time. Oh man, that those were they, they were insane. They were insane. We'd always have like a little like live period at the end of practice, and we just knew like everybody's looking forward to that live period. Everybody can't wait. Okay, yeah, we'll get through individual. We'll get through our our seven on seven stuff. Live period. Let's go. And everybody, I mean, it, it, it would practice would go from here. To, up here i mean it was it was crazy um and yeah it was coaches coaches were getting into it players are fighting um i mean it was it was just crazy i remember like one of the first um practices that i actually went and saw before i uh, was at nebraska i went to uh, visit and the first practice i was ever at i, know, I think it was a like gaming stafford uh defensive back and quincy like going at it like like Live here, a big fight breaks out. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> this is college football. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Bo's personality, fiery guy. He loves that, the intensity, intensity, intensity. Those practices were awesome. And I was so lucky to have such great players in that receiver room when I was there. I mean, Quince, like I said, Quincy, Stanley, um, Jamal Turner, Kenny Bell, another good one. Um, you know, Brandon Riley my, uh, from my class. Just being around those guys, it, we, we, were all, we all made each other better, and it was so so great to have those guys, great competitors. Um, so much fun. I learned so much from those guys. Uh, the Quincy and Kenny, the older guys, they, they taught me so much. They helped me out. They helped me grow my game, and I appreciate those guys so much. Yeah, no, like I said, that those, those teams under under Bo and, and Riley, the, the talent was was not lacking, and it, it, it was cool no. to see on both sides of the ball. Like you could tell that okay, these guys are, are testing each other in practice every day because of how they went out to the field. It almost took you back to how they talked about football in the nineties. Practice was the hard part; games were the easy part. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You work your ass off in practice to make the games a little bit easier, right? Um, and, and man, did, did we, <laughs> those, those, like I said, those practices, um, Riley, again, different personalities, right? Different philosophies. Riley, like we talked about, um, kind of the older, kind of more laid back, nice kind of guy, positive reinforcement. Um, our practices were super quick with them. They were there with about an hour and a half in and out, got our work done, trying to be perfect. Bose, those practices were probably like two and a half hours long. There were a lot longer practices, um, and by the end of them, we were getting at, we were at each other's necks by the end of those practices. So, um, again, both different philosophies, both fantastic coaches, and I was very lucky to have both of them. I just got a couple things left. Um, I'll start with, you know, you, you talked about, you know, Zach just brought up some of the guys that were in your receiving room and, and, and things like that. Are there, is there a group of guys that you still um, are in, in pretty – regular contact with and families, you know, you hear about, you hear those things, you know, dinners and, and stuff like that. Do you have a, do you have a group or, you know, everybody's kind of gone their separate ways a little bit? No. Yeah. I still, I still talk to all those guys, Stanley, Stanley, the morning personality is another guy. Um, Brandon Riley all the time, Brandon Riley, um, Kenny Quincy, all, I mean, all the time, whether it's on social media through text, whatever it might be. And then obviously um, me and Tommy Armstrong and Trey Foster, we're kind of, you know, 
those two guys are my best friends, and I, I'm always talking to those guys. Um, I think we live in different states now, whatever, but no, we're out here. I love those guys, all those guys, all even the receivers. Um, try to stay in contact as much as possible. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I guess maybe kind of wrap this up then. Looking forward, as, you know, spring spring season's underway, and we're going. You know, you watch, you follow you on social media. You can kind of, you know, you're watching the games through the season. You're you're kind of living and dying with some of those plays, and you want you want the Huskers to to do well, like you've mentioned. What what do you think it's going to take for them to get, you know, turn that three and nine to that potential, you know, eight and eight and three, eight and four. You know things like that. What do you what do you think? May, is there one or two one or two areas that that need to get fixed, improved? You know, you've been in the Big Ten. You know what it's like, right? So a lot. Of, I think, like we said, a lot of their games are so close and a lot of gut punches. Um, and a lot of those close games, it really comes down to discipline, right? They say football is a game of inches. So so discipline, discipline. Those practices make your practice perfect. Every try to clean up every little mistake is a little mistake will bite him in the butt. And a lot of times in those close games, you look back and you watch the tape, and it's, it's always little things, little things, little things. Yeah, there's a big play here and there, but those just those little details, focusing on the little details, ironing all that out, being on the same page. I know it was kind of tough with Adrian. I don't think he had, um, I don't think he had the same group of receivers throughout his entire college career. Maybe like I, it was crazy. Like every year he had a new receiver room, so I don't know. I felt kind of bad. Like, how do you get on the same page with receivers when you're getting new guys every single year? <laughs> That's a product of a transfer portal and, and all that, all that stuff. But um, building chemistry of so these new these new quarterbacks with the receivers—it's amazing. I look back and like, man, my senior year—it was me, Alonzo, Brandon, Demorne, um, and and we were all guys that had been there for four or five years. Uh, Adrian, you know, I looked at the them and I'm like, wow, this guy's a transfer from here. It's a transfer from here. It's his second year here, first year here. I'm like, how do you develop relationships with guys when you're not spending any, you know, you're not around these guys a whole lot. So I think building chemistry, and I'm um, specifically referring to quarterback receiver right now, um, but chemistry, building that chemistry, getting that trust, um, and then just focusing on the little details, the little things. They clean that up, man, those, those gut-wrenching losses will turn into awesome wins. That's the best we can hope for at this point. Just get that, get the, get the page turned so that we can start seeing the positive results. Because uh, my body physically can't take the beating anymore of, <laughs> of watching some of these games. And I, I obviously I'm a fan, so what I feel is is nothing compared to what these players feel when they're out there busting their ass for all week, sixty minutes on Saturday, and then you know you 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 lose a game on a last second field goal. We us fans, yeah, it hurts us, but. We're only so invested. That's your blood, sweat, and tears every single day invested in that program. Right. Yeah, you know, and, and it's not it's not easy to play in Lincoln, right? I mean, oh god, got, no, that's a fishbowl. Right, and you got some, you got high expectations, um, and and the, the fans they demand a lot, but it's it's, it's warranted. So it's it's all good. It's, it's a lot of pressure on the players. So um, it, it's tough on them, but but it's kind of what you sign up for. You know what you're walking into when when you when you commit to Nebraska. So I, that's a challenge, you know. Something as a competitor, you look forward to that. So it's it's been um, it's been a blast. I had played at Nebraska because like I said, it's, it's kind of like a double edged sword. Um, the fans are they're, they're, they can be tough on you, but they're also the best fans in the world. So um, very lucky to have that 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 fan base and and um, Husker Nation are the best 
Um, but like I said, in the same regard, it's tough. A lot of pressure on the players, but just signing up for. So buckle in and hold on. Yeah, running out in front of eighty-seven or ninety thousand people just to see a red, seeing that coming out of the tunnel walk must be a, uh, an almost indescribable experience. I would have to say. Yep, absolutely. I missed it. <laughs> well, Fitz, do you got anything else, my man? I I don't. This has been uh, this has been amazing. Um, just kind of getting that glimpse to uh, you know what it's what it's like and his accomplishments, your accomplishments. Uh, it, it's been fantastic, but just kind of knowing as, as we, you know, even just our, our last episode talking to a player, the, the human side of it and the realization that, you know, that, that young man hadn't played football in three years between injuries, the pandemic, um, there, his team and in, in, it was, uh, Chancellor Brewington and his team, you know, they, they switched to the spring, but he was out and to find out just like with your back and things like that, what we don't know what you guys are willing to put on the line and how hard you are willing to work. And, you know, we know some people don't get it, but we know that you're not satisfied with a five and seven season. And we know those players down there aren't satisfied and the coaches aren't satisfied and they want to do the best they can. So it's, it's awesome for us to get that perspective. So we do, we really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on and then, then maybe down the road again, sometime we'll do it again. Yeah, I say, Jordan, you are more than welcome to come on anytime with us. Uh, thank you so much. The best mustache in Nebraska history here and one of the nicest guys we've gotten to talk to. Jordan, thank you so much for your time. Um, again, appreciate it so much. Good luck with the engagement and the marriage and everything. Hopefully we'll talk to you before then. But if not, good luck with everything, and we appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Thank you right. so much. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye, guys. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. We gotta find a way to get 